0: So hello, everyone, and welcome to World Canvas. My name is Joan Kerr, and World Canvas is produced by international programs here at the University of Iowa. It's a pleasure to have you with us for this first event in the 2023 Provost Global Forum, which features a week-long festival of contemporary music from Israel. The very special guests of the festival have come to Iowa City from Israel, and they're here with us tonight. Please welcome members of the internationally renowned Maitara Ensemble and their conductor, Pierre-André Fadlac. It's been wonderful to meet you all and uh, have a a chance tonight to talk a little bit about the music you'll be performing in these next few days here on campus and also about the contemporary music scene in Israel. And I know that we'll be hearing some live performance uh, tonight, so we're in for a real treat. Before we say anything else, though, I think it's important to give credit to David Gomper, a music professor at the UI and the director of the Center for New Music, who has co-organized this intense week of concerts and workshops, lectures, and public events with Amit Dolberg, who is right here at the piano. Uh, The Center for New Music is hosting the week-long festival in collaboration with the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance. And of course we want to express our gratitude for the people and organizations that have provided generous funding for this extraordinary festival as credited in the Provost's remarks. To begin our conversation, I'd like to introduce some of the members of Mitra Ensemble. I think maybe what I'll do is just start with you, Amit, and then let you all introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about the instruments you play and so on. But Amit Dolberg is the curator of this festival and pianist and one of Israel's leading performers of new music. Many important composers have written works and dedicated them to Dolberg, who has premiered them on the concert platform around the world. Um, As I mentioned earlier, he's been working with David Gomper on this wonderful uh, collection of festival events and has also been the keynote speaker. Uh, One other person I might uh, briefly uh, refer to here is Pierre-André Vallotte, who is just here on the far end, a prominent interpreter of contemporary music. He was born in France in 1959 and co-founded the Paris-based Ensemble Court Circuit in 1991, of which he was music director for 16 years. He held the position of music director of the Athelas Sinfoniette Copenhagen from 2009 to 2014 and remains an active guest conductor of that ensemble. He was also appointed principal guest conductor of the Lyon-based Ensemble Orchestral Contemporain in 2013 and since 2014 he's been conductor in residence of the Maitar Ensemble Tel Aviv. So. Thank you for joining us, and I wonder if I could ask you to introduce
1: your colleagues. Good afternoon. <laughs> um, Talia Herzlich, violin. Agar Shachal, on the flute. Nadav Cohen, bassoon. Jonathan Nadas, clarinet. And Ioni Gottliebovich, cello.
0: <laughs> so, I this is going to be an informal and I hope fun evening for all of us. I'd like to have any of you weigh in on any of the questions I might ask or anything else you want to talk about regarding the music you do, the visit here to Iowa. Has anyone in the group been to Iowa before? No, we're well, welcome. We're happy to have you here and happy to have you in this beautiful hall. You told me ahead of uh, our program tonight, Amit, that you thought this was. An exceptionally nice recital hall. Yes, I mean,
1: all of us think that this is one of the most amazing chamber music halls that we ever seen, so yeah. it's amazing to be here.
0: Yeah, great. And, and we're so excited that you're going to be playing some pieces for us tonight. You're, you're in uh, for a, a treat. We're going to have four different pieces and we'll introduce each of them uh, by talking to the performers. But I wonder if we can just begin a little bit talking about contemporary music in general. When we hear that this is a festival of contemporary, um, uh, contemporary music by Israeli composers, what do we mean in terms of years about contemporary? Does contemporary mean, um, you know, 1990 to today? Or does contemporary just mean this, this is today's music?
1: Well, it depends. Uh, in, in this festival, the idea was to bring to Iowa uh, a very wide spectrum of uh, Israeli composers. Uh, 99.9% of them are still alive. Um, only our student Yara, that she's here with us, will play a piece by Ami Mayani, uh, not a living composer anymore, unfortunately. So um, it really depends on the festival. And here, the idea was to show that uh, in Israel we have a diverse and uh, um, and so, so, and we have so so many languages. <coughs> Inside the contemporary music scene. And as we celebrate the 90th anniversary of the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance, um, we wanted to give stage to almost, I think, I think that almost all of the composers that are teaching there uh, today. And and the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance is a really beautiful example of how... um, People that are, are really uh, think uh, not in the same way, and and, and they have so many different ideas and opinions. They can walk together, respect each other, and you can hear all of them this week.
0: Yeah, nine concerts. If you're you're not aware of the full program of, of of the festival, there are nine public concerts. Also, lots of lectures and things, and you can find out about. Them everything that's happening, if you just search for Provost Global Forum, or you go to the School of Music website, or International Programs website, and I hope you'll be able to attend some of these uh, concerts. Um, what was your driving goal when you and David Gomper began to talk about uh, putting together something really special? What, what are you trying to accomplish? Basically showing this wide breadth of, of music that's coming out of your country? Well, uh...
1: In the, the the first thing that I remember is that when David uh, asked me to to create this festival, I was pretty shocked because I I wasn't prepared for it. But I submitted the program I think the day after um, because it was it was pretty amazing uh, and and we have here in this festival thirty two composers that to the best of my knowledge, is the the biggest um, Israeli composers festival um, outside of Israel, ever. Um, So the idea was to show the the wide spectrum that we have in Israel right now and not a specific um, idea. Although in the programs that Mehta will play, you can find, I think, very easily... uh, what we like to play, uh, or what really defines us. um, And again, it doesn't mean that um, we don't like or respect other um, composers, but uh, this is our repertoire.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's wonderful. I, I thought I might direct a question to Pierre André Vallad as well, because you have a long history as a conductor of new music, uh, contemporary music from different periods Pierre Boulez, going back some years, many different kinds of, of avant garde music and so on. And here you are with the Maitar Ensemble. Uh, what attracts you to this particular ensemble and the kind of music they play?
2: Well, basically, um, I have always been interested in contemporary music. Uh, since I am a musician, uh, when I was um, a late teenager, uh, my friends—I used to, to go out with friends—and all my friends were composers, and I used to share very much, very intensely, their successes and uh, and their defeats also, um, and their passion uh, for the language they were they were they were writing, they were inventing. They were and um, I had the, the impression very soon that uh, having this relationship with composers was a way to, for me to be really at the where the music is invented, where the music is made, uh, really before being played. And uh, and I was uh, I was very <coughs> I was very passionate about that. And then came the years in Paris, uh, with where I met Pierre Boulez. Uh, uh, and I, I worked for him as a, as a flute player, I premiered explosion Fix, his flute concerto. Uh, and uh, and then came the conducting um, uh, ch- chapter of my life, I'm no longer a flutist, you will be very dis- disappointed if you <laughs> let me play today, <laughs> that's the past, but um, uh, and conducting came and Boulez helped me uh, a lot uh, with that. And uh, He was very, very supportive, uh, uh, he was a mentor, uh, unbelievable, I must say. And um, uh, so I have been in in contact with with a lot of music in my life and then came the invitation of uh, Amit Dolberg uh, um, to to join the Meitar Ensemble for one concert in Tel Aviv and as a matter of fact, uh, I am married today to... um, uh, my wife, who was, bo- who was born in Paris, but who happened to be uh, an Israeli uh, teenager from the age of ten to eight, uh, eight to eighteen during ten years, so the important years of life, yeah. and um, uh, so going to Israel was something very special. And then we came there, and uh, of course it was a, it was a big thing for for her and for me, <laughs> and, uh, and then I met Metar Ensemble, and I found, um, I'm not saying this because they are here, but <laughs> I found so passionate musicians, so genuinely uh, strong, uh, involved musicians, uh, that it was, it was really, basically, it was like uh, falling in love with, uh, with, a, with an ensemble, and, uh, and right away, I met Dolberg, uh, at, at the end of a rehearsal, uh, we were walking to a cafe, you know, to, to have a, a drink and some something to eat, and he said, um, "What would it take you to be the music director?". to make would you would you accept?" And I said, "Well, yes." <laughs> and he said, "Yes, like this, also, uh, yes." <laughs> so it was the start for uh, of a, of a long uh, work together. And, uh, and um, I must say that um, I don't know if they have learned uh, too much from me, but I've learned from them immensely, really. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's really, really a wonderful chapter of my life that I've spent uh, in Israel with, with them. It will be ten years next winter. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. quite a Congratulations.
0: That's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, So, I I would like to invite anyone to to answer this question. You know, David Gomper heads up what we call the Center for New Music here, new music also used in in many other institutions. What do we mean when we're talking about new music?
2: New music is, uh, I mean, contemporary music, you you rose that question, which is a very good question, actually. Uh, When a composer dies, uh, uh, his music becomes... Uh, no, no, of course not. Uh, it depends, and the, the answer, I liked very much the, uh, Amit's answer, uh, who said that it depends on, on the context. Uh, here we have living composers, almost all of them, um, and uh, this is contemporary music because it was invented very... Uh, but of course, uh, in, in my life, with my grey hair, uh, I, uh, I have been... Uh, playing contemporary music. The contemporary music I was playing when I was 30 years old is still, to me, contemporary music. Uh, It's it's still the same. Ligeti, Boulez, Berio, Stockhausen, all these to name the big names. Uh, I mean, they are no uh, no longer with us, but this is contemporary music because they invented uh, very strong strings on which younger composers today are still surfing if I may uh, mm-hmm. uh, f- uh, use this word
0: yeah. yeah yeah that's that's good and we recognize these instruments that are on stage but uh, but there is um, sometimes instrumentation can be different or, or handled differently in, in some contemporary music I mean for example electronic um, uh, instruments. Can be used, and uh, what other what the, what other changes are there in terms of the way the way a piece of music might be put together?
2: Well, in the in the, in the classical, romantic, post-romantic right. music, right. Uh, composers have been always invent, inventing uh, new things. Uh, uh, I think one one example which comes to my mind is Berlioz's Symphonie Fantastique yeah. with a hammer. Uh, Uh, The the bells, you know, uh, this huge bell. This is not an orchestra. Mahler with a hammer, you know, the big hammer uh, uh, which was built for for that symphony. Uh, Always there was something. And uh, because we have today a a, a wide variety of possibilities with electronics, electronics has come into the music and and has widened the instrumental spectrum. Uh, I was talking about this Boulez concerto that I premiered uh, a few minutes ago. Um, And uh, uh, the the flute, the principal flute, uh, was uh, uh, linked to the computer directly. And at the time, there was not, as today, score followers. uh, Like, uh, now you play with a microphone inside the flute, then uh, of course the, the electronics follows you, and the, but at the time it was impossible with uh, these electronics. And we built a special flute with captures on the fingers, so that the computer, instead of having the choice to recognize a note out of the, ho- the whole range of the instruments, had for that fingering mm-hmm. just a choice between two or three notes, and uh, and could uh, could <coughs> recognize. Um, quickly enough uh, to to be really uh, following what the player was was playing. The difficulty with this this, uh, little device uh, is that um, you had to play the exact fingerings because otherwise, if you play the, uh, uh, I mean, Agar will will uh, tell me if I'm wrong. But I know I am not. Sometimes you play and you, you cheat a little bit because you play you you, you There is a, an angle with your fingerings which uh, make you produce what you should produce. So it's it's absolutely fine. But it's not by the book, and uh, it, there it had to be by the book. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. now it's more and more the electronic becomes uh, an extension of the instrument, which was always the the the, the goal of the composers using that uh, that uh, field uh, in their music. But now it's, it's uh, the electronic is so advanced that it, it becomes really uh, really something very easy to use.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and uh, is it not true that sometimes? Uh, taped elements are, are also used in contemporary compositions. Yes. There, there may be um, natural sounds. There may be, um, uh, I don't know, babbling brook or the sound of an animal or something that, that could be inserted into a live, a live performance, right? So that yes, you yes, have, yes. Uh, yeah.
2: whatever, whatever, whatever the composer's uh, invention is, yeah. Uh, yeah. the composer's mind, is the limit
0: of what uh, what, what we can do. So why are all of you in this ensemble? I I know some of you play in other ensembles as well, and other orchestras as well. But um, what is it about this kind of music that especially appeals to you? Hagar, maybe you want to say something. Um, Yeah, sure. Um, Well,
3: actually, I stumbled into this ensemble. Um, I was replacing uh, the former flutist of this ensemble, Rui, uh for a few projects and little by little I got acquainted with this type of music and uh, I fell in love with the, the freedom and the different expression that this type of music uh, allows you to explore. And uh, nowadays I just, I really enjoy both the music, but also just working with these yeah. uh, incredible people and uh, musicians, and uh, it's just a, a, a great joy to 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 play with them and at this high professional level. So yeah. that's.
0: Well, I know that during this week there will be interactions with University of Iowa music students and University of Iowa faculty, and I wonder if you, mean, could tell us a little bit about some of the things that are going to be happening during this week and perhaps highlight a couple of the concerts that people could go to.
1: So, already yesterday we had uh, a joint rehearsal with uh, Iowa faculty member also today, and uh, uh, Nadav and Yoni already had some master classes here. So, um, highlights, well, I don't know, everything is, uh, <laughs> yeah. so- sounds pretty good uh, to me. Um, only nine one concerts, one. so let's say that all of them... Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, I know tomorrow is a special Holocaust memorial concert. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Amos El-Kana, is a composer from Israel and he's yeah. here with us. Yeah. Um, he wrote uh, an amazing piece um, telling his father's story, his father's life story. Um, his father um, is uh, Yehuda Um And Amos is here. Maybe he can say something about well, it.
0: Well, actually, we're going to talk quite a bit about it because we'll be hearing an excerpt from that piece later on in the yeah. program. So, yeah. 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 So, maybe
1: later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um should we go to some live music? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to have the Maitre Ensemble play four uh, works for us tonight. And uh, the first one has a very interesting name. I don't know what the origin of this uh, title is, but it's called Do You Like Bill? And um, should we talk about what the story is behind this piece, or do we just play the piece and... <laughs>
2: It's just played. We'll just play it then, please. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We like Bill.
0: And the composer of this piece was, his name is Ziv Kuchokaro? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, Kuchokaro. And he's currently teaching uh, also at the Jerusalem Academy. Oh, fantastic, wow, what an interesting piece. And how nice it is that we're all so close so we can see some of the unusual things you're doing with your instruments. And may I ask our violinist what this little thing is down on uh, be- between uh, her feet? Did I see you? Does it, does it uh, amplify yourself <laughs> that's what it is, because yeah they're using iPads you may have seen that they're not turning uh, the music as they play ah yeah I saw that I didn't know what it was so very exciting um, let me ask you Yoni when you were going to um, uh, your preparatory school and then getting your bachelor's degree and then you know, going through music conservatory and so on and you were playing Bach and whomever did you imagine that you would play music like this and did you want to play music like this
4: Actually, I always wanted to play this kind yeah. of music. Yeah. Because I find that if a musician is not... I mean, everything is music when it when it comes to music, musicians. So not playing this music is a little bit being less of a musician in, in my yeah. point of view. And and I, I have to say, I, I have a... Career with metal uh, an ensemble, and we perform uh, all over the world, and we do great music. And I have a, I play classical music, and, and, and I enjoy both worlds just as much. Yeah. And, and I, my feeling is that is that playing contemporary music um, gives me tools to be a better musician with classical music, and I really. Uh, I'm grateful
0: for this opportunity. Yeah,
2: yeah. Could I add, could I add something to this? It's, it's very interesting. Um, uh, one can think there is a gap between contemporary music and classical music. It, there is there is no gap. There is no such gap. There is a continuity. It's a continuity, and that's that's a very important concept. It's the same music, but uh, decades, centuries later. That's all, uh, but it, it goes, it, 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 the roots of this music are what we, we just played now, the roots are also a little bit of jazz, a little bit, uh, I mean, uh, white. but it's the roots of classical music too, it's, it's very clear.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic, wonderful piece. Thank you. And I see that we have our bassoonist with us now for this next piece. And um, I wonder if we can introduce this work. I think it is by Carmel Curiel. Uh We're going to be listening to Shah Ashwin. Um, is there anything we want to say about it, or just go ahead and play? Thank you.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, Carmel uh, is our student uh, at the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance. Uh, we have um, a program, a track for contemporary music. It used to be, uh, for six years, a private program of Meitar. And in the last six years, it is part of the academy. And um, so Carmel, she's not here with us, she's in Israel. Uh, she's on, our, on her second year of the program. and. This, this program is, is, is a very important part of our agenda. And when we began working together uh, 19 years ago, uh, while still being stud- students uh, in Israel and, uh, and abroad, um, we felt that we need help. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we didn't have anybody that could assist us with this repertoire. So uh, with our passion and uh, determination, <laughs> uh, we did many mistakes, sometimes less, sometimes more. But uh, we learned a lot and, uh, and we knew that, that we wanted to change this situation. So uh, Tedarim is already with us for 12 years, it's quite a lot. Talia is a dream come true to the ensemble <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as she's a Tedarim alumni. And, and this is the idea to have um, students from Tedarim that are extremely um, serious about learning how to play new music with uh, all of its challenges. And, uh, and then hopefully they want to keep playing this music and maybe with us, so today we have uh, two, two members that are Tedarim alumni, uh, we have uh, um, Talia and Anat, our uh, second flutists, um, and yeah, and you can hear the music, and we, we like it, so hopefully you too. <laughs>
0: So that was called Shah Ashwin by Carmel Curiel. Wow, terrific. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to invite Emma Salkana to come up to join us on stage. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the next piece we're going to hear, which is an excerpt from the larger concert piece, which will be performed tomorrow night. And uh, so Emma Alkana is uh, joining us now. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the, the general sense any of us have living and breathing every day. We live in a in, you know a, a world where history is happening around us all the time. Uh, there are political, cultural changes, all kinds of things that we face in our daily lives. And I just wonder, and I wanted particularly to direct this to you, Emma, um, how do you as a composer deal with or reflect on some of the things that are either... Personal um, historical memories like that of your father, of uh, intense and unbelievable times, or any of the things that we say happening in our own countries these days—you know, there are um, people seem to be lined up on one side or another side of massive arguments in our country, and I know the same thing is happening in Israel and elsewhere. So, how do any of you deal with that, or do you leave that on the outside when you come in to do your music?
5: Well, for me personally, I don't uh, write com- uh, program music, so uh, except for this piece, I'm not influenced or not directly influenced or inspired by events that occur, political events or otherwise. I, I'm sure they creep into my music subconsciously, but it's not something that intentionally. Uh,
0: and so the piece that we're going to hear a little bit of next, um, give us the background. Tell us a little bit about your father, Yehuda kind of.
5: Um My father passed away ten years ago. He was a very unique individual. He was a, a Holocaust survivor who uh, was sent to Auschwitz with his parents and managed to survive that and uh, after the Holocaust, He had to become the head of the family at the age of eleven because his mother was a wreck and his father was incapable of getting of giving any decisions. And so my father became the head of the family. At age fourteen, in nineteen forty eight, he decided to take his parents, he was a lonely child, and uh, moved to Israel. And uh, they, they arrived in Israel, and he had to support himself and his, uh, his family, uh, his parents, at first by uh, breeding uh, 200 rabbits that he caught in the dunes and selling their fur and meat. And then uh, by having a superior intellectual ability, he was already... Uh, Giving private private lessons in all disciplines to his uh, peers in high school and uh, later. Um, after his uh, release from the military service, he couldn't. We did only three months because uh, he he had this reaction. It reminded him of a concentration camp. So they released him, and uh, he went on to study history and philosophy of science. Had his. Uh, PhD from Brandeis University and uh, already at the age of uh, 35 became the first head of the Valier Jerusalem Institute and later built more institutes. He headed the Valier for 25 years but uh, built institutes in the Tel Aviv University, in the Hebrew University, the Institute for Advanced Studies in uh, Berlin. And uh, later in his, in his life, he was uh, the president and director of the Central European University for 10 years. And then, uh, 10 years ago, he died from cancer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, so what, what uh, does the title of your piece, to, uh, the, the, the large work you're going to be presenting tomorrow and an excerpt from tonight, what does this mean? Well, maybe.
5: I was supposed to be said. Is uh, the motto of the uh, French philosopher Montaigne, who actually says, uh, What do I know? And this is the inscription on the tomb of my father. Oh. Uh, this is what he asked to be written. So the wow. piece is called after that.
0: Wow. wow. And, and so the piece itself, does, does it retell any of your, of your dad's
1: yeah. story?
5: Um, I I have uh, many, many recordings of my father from uh, television interviews, radio interviews, lectures that he gave, uh, that I had collected throughout the years and uh, been given by family members and uh, I decided to use some of these uh, as he tells his story in his own words. So, uh, this is kind of a biographical piece where you can listen to him tell his story, but because it's not a lecture, it's a musical piece, I just edited it and took out the really essential parts that contribute to the flow of the the piece. And uh, the piece itself is divided into 14 sections, and between these sections you can hear my father uh, talking, with electronics, and it also gives the opportunity for the ensemble to rest a little bit because it's a very long piece.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what part of the piece are we going to hear next?
5: I think we chose the sixth movement, uh, which is one of the most energetic uh, parts of the. Uh, uh, <coughs> I might add, uh, very uh, not simple, say, yeah. but, uh, difficult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I want to, to add that I'm very lucky to be able to work with such wonderful musicians as the Mehta Ensemble. We've been uh, collaborating for almost 15 years, and the Mehta Ensemble and subsets of the Mehta Ensemble have already premiered more, I think, 10 week works of mine. Wow. And I'm a really lucky composer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great.
0: Well, thank you so much, thank and we you. look forward to hearing your piece. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you. So, Pierre, you looked happy conducting this piece. This piece is... It, you like this piece. We do like this yes. piece. We yes. do love this piece. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. It's, uh,
2: it's, uh, um, it's this, the second piece. I, uh, we played another piece by Amos El in one of our concerts, um, uh, actually. It just comes to my mind that it's it's not here in Iowa. It's the next uh, <laughs> stop that we do. But anyway, it's, uh, uh, for me, I'm, uh, the music by Amos Elkanah is extremely strong and and uh, and very vivid, as you as you've heard. And uh, I was um, when when you said at the beginning, uh, let's talk about it, and we said uh, let's listen to it, let's yeah. play it. I'd like to say that uh, sometimes contemporary music is a bit scary. Uh, What are you going to? uh, You might, uh, one might think, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't know this music enough, so I cannot listen to it. And uh, it's 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 totally the opposite. I mean, it's it's really open, and the music we just played. It's, uh, it's although it's very complex music. It's very it's it's hard. It's um, it's if you open your ears and you just welcome the music, the music is for everybody. You don't need, you don't need to be a specialist to listen to the music. You need to enjoy it, and that's the, the main uh, the main starting point to listen to music. It has to you, you have to enjoy it, and it's it's with that spirit that we play it for you. It's, for us, it's, it's really a very strong um, uh, image that we have to have fun on stage, and uh, that's, that's all we do in uh, our life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's clear that you do, and it's just wonderful to watch you all play these things, and, and uh, I, I know that we have another piece. We're going to hear a, another very interesting title. You will like this title, The Yearning of the Duck in Memoriam, and this is by Ruben Zarusi. And uh, do we need to know anything about this piece before we listen to it and enjoy it? No? Okay. This is the yearning of the duck in memoriam. Yeah. What well, I can say
2: is it's a strong.
0: Yeah.
5: And yeah. um, uh, so actually wrote this piece uh, in the memory of Dudu Geva, which is an Israeli uh, comic uh, cr- comics creator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Passed away re- relatively young. Uh, uh, what, when was it? Uh, yeah, uh, around twenty years ago. And one of his most uh, famous and uh, lovable character was the duck. Ah, got it. He was Always uh, in those awkward situations, and he had this uh, cynical uh, view of life. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you. Could hear it in the piece. He's <laughs> a struggle in, in the world.
0: Great, great. Ah, thank you very much. The Yearning of the Duck in Memoriam by Ruben Serusi. You got to be a little bit of an acrobat on this one. Arms inside the piano and uh, little hammers hitting things. Fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and your f- flute playing was wonderful too. All these little sounds you make which are just sort of blowing over it.
3: Yeah, so we use a lot of uh, different techniques for For the new expression that we we are trying to <laughs> convey, so these are called extended techniques. a yeah. is playing inside the the piano. I'm making air sounds and flutter sounds, and we're all just doing different things we There's a lot of use of uh, quarter tones here in this piece. Most of the notes that I'm playing are not actually half tones or half steps they they're mainly quarter tones, and yeah. gives a lot of color and yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was wonderful, and you were beating on the front of your cello a little yeah. bit from time to time, and yeah, really terrific. So, um, we're at the end of, of the program. I just want to say thank you, thank you so much. You're each just so lovely. We're happy to have you here in Iowa City, really happy to have you here. And um, of course, we encourage everybody to go to all of these wonderful concerts and as many of the lectures as you can anytime this week. Um, we will once again repeat the names of the members of the Maitre Ensemble. Pierre-André Vallad, the conductor. Thank you very much. Courtney. Thank so yeah. um, we have, uh, after that, we have Jonathan Hadass, clarinet. <laughs> um, Cohen. Nadav Cohen, we we'll singer. Um, uh, Yoni Gatlibovich, cello. <laughs> Herzlick, uh, the violin. And, uh, and, oh. and our, thanks, our thanks also to Amos Selkana, And, of course, a big, big thank you to Amit Dolberg for organizing all of this and bringing you all here and sharing such a wonderful evening with us. Um, good luck for the rest of the week, and I think the weather's going to get even better Thank you very much. Thank you
2: for making us feel at home here. Thank you.
0: Oh, you are welcome anytime, I'm sure. I also want to say thank you to David Gomper, the head of the UI thank you. and the UI School of Music, and the Jerusalem Academy of Music and Dance. Uh, None of this would happen uh, without all of them being involved. The recording expertise this evening has been provided by James Adele and his colleague right here, Chris Jensen. Thank you, Chris, for taking care of us. And I'd like to say thanks to my friends and colleagues in international programs, and biggest thanks to all of you for joining us tonight. We hope to see you another time, and have a good night.